from London, Ontario, Jared Both joins the antidote. Good to have you here, Jared. It's great to be here as well. Okay, the Jared Both part of the EP title is pretty obvious, but now you got to tell me about the secret hymns part. You know, I, I've gone through different band names, and uh, it was it was a tricky one. Actually, was a lot of discussion went into this. Um, you know, I've got this group of friends from Hamilton. We just I came up with something, and just to kind of say that this was kind of in flux. Like I used to be called Barn Owl. That was my band name for a long time. And, you know, I'd be playing with different people every couple of years. But the Secret Hymns is this group of Hamilton friends that uh, kind of center around Beasley Park and uh, this one special place called Fort Elgin. This guy named Matt Thompson and his wife, Jeanette. And uh, there's a few other people that like lived with them, uh, Nina. And uh, there's a friend of ours I used to live with in Hamilton named Rodney. So that was kind of the core of the group. And we, we played together for probably two years as the gospel of Barnow before I moved to St. Catharines and then decided, like, I just want to keep in touch with these people. And, and then at the same time, I didn't really want to keep changing around band names all the time and realizing that most of the time it was mostly going to be me presenting the song. So called it Jared Both and then added the secret hymns part at the end. So this actually is a collaborative effort. Yes. Um, I was always working as like a songwriter and I love collaborating with people. And I found like music was the best way of keeping touch with these friends of ours uh, that we, we just have so much in common with. And we share so much perspective on like with in terms of faith and politics and, and just a community in general. So we realized that uh, I was going to be moving again. And, you know, I wanted to, to kind of preserve this point in time with these this these group of people that uh, we love to be around and they were mostly located in Hamilton. So we just found a, a time during the summer, kind of in the middle of this move to London, Ontario, and uh, we just recorded it basically in two evenings. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and most of it was just one evening, actually. So the other one was, was more or less just vocal overtakes, overdubs. So effectively, this is your audio time capsule. Exactly. That was <laughs> that was it. We just wanted to to capture it. I knew that you know moving to London, starting a new full time job, like having our three kids, it was just going to be like that much harder for us to be able to play together regularly. So decided like let's make one last hurrah. Let's encapsulate this moment, and uh, I think it does that job really well. Well, you touched on this just a moment ago. Most of the songs on Jared Both and the Secret Hymns share something of your Christian faith, but do you consider that a key to your music? Well, I think like for me, I'm a pastor, so you know a lot of my job is working on sermons and and talking to people in our Christian community. So the band, well, of course, some of the key members of it are part of this this church called the Commons, um, which is a Christian church in Hamilton. Uh, there are some people that obviously coming outside of faith. I always wanted to be like open to creating songs that would be beyond, you know, my Christian perspective, but uh, give people that are coming from outside like an understanding of without, you know, saying the same thing as I would say in a sermon, for instance. So you actually have a role pastoring? That's right. Yeah. So I work as an associate pastor at a church called Hillside, London. 
yeah, it's a great job. I get to work with some some amazing people. It's a very different kind of church. Um, we we meet in a renovated bowling alley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and do you the, get to bowl after the service? Uh, it's in the back where we have like all our storage, so it's not really like a part of the the worship space. But um, yeah, like the guy I work with, like you know, he's got sleeve tattoos. He's been a, sk- a skateboarder in the past. Yeah, so his name is Purnell, and there's a lot of people coming into the church just from outside of the regular church types that you normally see. So it's a good place for us. How cool. You know, I was playing up and down the first single from your release a few days ago. And it has a line that says, empires go up, empires go down, empires rise and fall to the ground. I mean, considering the shape of the world today, that's almost prophetic. Uh, you, you didn't catch the other part was the uh, markets go up, markets go down, markets crash into the ground. Yeah, I wanted to ignore that. <laughs> I had like, a lot of cynicism towards capitalism in my younger younger days. I was, uh, you know, part of kind of an anarchist subculture and, uh, you know, with like punk music and a lot of that themes kind of still are part of, you know, how I express music. And, you know, I always was a little unwary about uh where were we at like in the sense that you know when i was just coming out of school it was the 2008 downturn and like i had no job prospects and like thinking well who knows that this capitalism thing's going to continue and and then you know it chugged along and uh you know i became more a part of it i guess i got you know a house and all those type of things and it's still like this part of me thinking like is this really uh, going to be sustainable (laughs) i i'm not sure and uh thankfully is i know what now that i have i said more skin in the game where you know i've got a house and and i've got uh you know i even got investments just like you i've but uh you know thankfully it's jesus that we really rely on and and uh, you know in that song it doesn't say it overtly like looking for like a solid place to stand that's 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 our faith in Christ, and and it just sort of transcends the situation that we're in. And you know, I've been telling people in our congregation about, you know, as we call each other up and talk over the phone, and yeah, it's acknowledging that it is a little bit scary at times, but we you know we've got a bigger perspective and uh, hope that has seen us through a lot of other challenging moments in history. So, yeah, yeah, but I feel your pain. That's that's a tough one. <laughs> You already mentioned that you had the potential for going anarcho-punk, but instead you've gone with this lo-fi sort of folk release. What if it wasn't lo-fi? Would it change the dynamic? Huh. Um, yeah. You know, I in my mind, I, I did like a lot of uh, ideas of what it could be, and I, I even tested the water in my home studio. I built like a like a very modest little studio setup and I, I tried to do some arranging and, and I spent hours working on one of the songs and uh yeah, I just uh I got it all like locked into the grid and trying to make it like produced or something like that at the end of the day I like realized you know I just love just being in a room and with a bunch of people and just hitting record and that's kind of kind of how I've always done it like you know, right from when I was recording when I was an, a teenager and and onward, I, you know, recorded like, I think like five different albums now at this point. 
And, uh, you know, it's just that experience of just uh, getting in a room with a bunch of people and capturing a moment. Um, that feeling that you get from something that's like maybe a little more unpolished, uh, my favorite artists, like they just didn't necessarily have that always like polished sound. And, and so, uh, you know, I keep coming back to that. You know, what matters most is, you know, the feeling that you get when you listen to it. And, uh, yeah, I hope that feeling comes across, uh, despite, you know, like I made a few mistakes on like the vocals in a couple of cases, like some of the words are not right or something. <laughs> Do you think it makes it feel more honest? Well, yeah, like Neil Young, when he released uh, Tonight's the Night, like that's a gorgeous album that he's just lamenting the loss of one of his roadies that, that died of uh, heroin overdose, I think it was. And, you know, he's singing in the microphone. Sometimes he's right into it. Sometimes he's like quite a bit away from it. So like the volume is all over the place. Like it's such a different sound that I don't think they ever will play that on like a top 40 radio or like in rotation or anything like any, any of those cuts, like, you know, made it on the billboards or, but it was for me as powerful. Uh, I think he just recorded that like same sort of way, like got a bunch of his, you know, his band mates together and they just, they just recorded it like probably one or two takes. I think the, the motion, um, the feeling that you, that you get is, is really what's the most important part. The EP's opener, Get Clean, is very different from the rest of the release. I mean, it has a much harder tone. What's the song's story? That one, yeah, I, I realized, yeah, there was a little bit of a collage there of, of different styles. That's more of a blues rocker. And I had that one in kind of my back pocket. I really wanted to have it on some upcoming release. And like, it ne never really fit with what I was doing. And then I realized, I just want to get this one out. And uh and we had played it with the band and, and it always sounded really good with them. So I said, okay, let's just make this, maybe it's in the law duck out. But, um, you know, the, I was working with uh, men in recovery. So I was just hearing their stories at like AA meetings and I, I really connected with what they were saying. Um, I myself like had challenges as a younger person with like, I wouldn't say addictive, but something like that where you know some pattern of a behavior that you just didn't want to continue so i think it's it's something that can be learned from aa like for everybody is that desperate wanting of to stop with these destruction patterns in our life and uh yeah it's a little different than the rest of them but the overall theme was more like a, a personal connection with the songs like as opposed to the last one i did which was like very like intellectual it's called the rise and fall of Christendom, like more of a theoretical, um, historical lyrics. So that's where, yeah, the lyrics and the and the personal focus was what what took precedent. When I saw the title of the closing song on Jared Both and the Secret Hymns, I was really expecting a bare naked ladies cover, but Million yeah. Dollars is the opposite. This is not a happy song. Yeah, I, I did actually come up with the the beginning of it was from that that song. And like even a little bit of the melody is borrowed from it. Mm -hmm. But of course, like in growing up, like, you know, in my teens, I listened to that song so many times. I never really liked it that much. It was kind of a funny song. Oh, come I guess. on. It was fun. It was a sing-along <laughs> song. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, but you know, when my father passed away, somehow I started to connect with this this idea. And again, I I comes I back with that uh, critique of capitalism and and the you know real estate has been just climbing high and you know the idea that you really can't put a price on on land or on an experience like in connecting connecting the gift of my childhood with my father. Um, so that's that's where that song came about. But I again like when I introduced the song, I always credit the bare naked ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and people and it, and it kind of like it lightens it and, and it allows people to enter into it um you know when it, you know right it can be a very dark song but people really resonate with that one especially because you can feel your emotion in the song that's the difference yeah and then everything like really came together well for that song probably in like two takes but at the very end i missed to being on time <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it bugged me at first, I'm like, oh shoot, why, why couldn't I just get that? But uh, I was having trouble singing that part, and it was kind of faltering. I'm like, well, those are hard lines to sing. And for me, when I hear that, I recognize that it doesn't always come out nicely at the end. So, but thanks, yeah, it was it was a challenging song to to write, and it was very cathartic for me. I need to hear about the future. Is this EP the next step in your music? Hard to know at this point <laughs> with what's going on in the world. Like, um, However, just recently, I don't know if you know the band Homeless Gospel Choir. Yes. Um, he's a friend of ours, and uh, we arranged to play on his tour. Um, he's coming through Hamilton, possibly. I don't know what's going to happen now, but the plan was that he was going to come on the the uh, 18th of May. So I'm going to open for him. And uh, that was kind of like the next step. So I was looking forward to that. Not a couple songs that I've been practicing with some people here in London, I think are great songs that are maybe even better than what I've done before in the past. Um, some of my best stuff. I'd love to record those um, and get them out. We'll see maybe now that I'm stuck home, maybe I'll find some time to do some basement recording or something. Um, basically like, if people are interested, follow my Instagram and now we've got a Facebook page. You know, I, it's one of these things like you can't kick the habit. I've been, I've been at this recording music thing like since I was, you know, 16. So I, I can't imagine not doing it in the future. Well, you've mentioned your recordings. So where do people find your music? Now you can just look on secrethymns.com and then it goes right to the Bandcamp page. And uh, you'll see the one that we just did. And there's a bunch of other ones from the older Barn Owl band. And it's a little bit of a hodgepodge of different styles, like folk punk uh, earlier, like sort of acoustic acts. And then later became like more of like a, I guess we call ourselves post-hardcore, but I don't know. It might have been a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jared, thanks for coming to The Antidote for this talk. Lovely to talk to you, Dave. And I hope all the best uh, in these uh, interesting and strange times.